Welcome back to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360. He, of course, is Steve Xbox Live Stevevich. And we're getting in touch with our inner shinobi in episode 115 today, March 28th, 2019. We're going to be able to do our standard howdy duty time before we get into our topic of the day, which of course is the Sekiro Shadows Die Twice play impressions, which you can fast forward to if you look at the timestamps located in the episode's detailed section of iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, etc., etc. <gasps> Otherwise, just keep listening. Steve, how you doing? Russ, I gotta say, um, happy birthday to you. Oh! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. You know, I must say I am slightly disappointed because I was expecting you to Burst out of a birthday cake naked. I know. Well, maybe not naked. Perhaps with a... Oh, now is the first thought that came to your mind. with a banana hammock. Oh. <laughs> hey. I'm going to make it bounce for you, big dead or alive style. <laughs> you know, at, at the, the time of this recording, it is technically not my birthday. My birthday is in two days. But then once this actually goes out to the general folks... Once this drops. Once this drops like... A, uh, I will be joining the club that is 40. So, Russ, I sort of have a card for you. I I have it. I I found a card for you at the store. I almost bought it, but I put it back. Right. No, I, <laughs> you see, what happened was I bought a card for you last year. Oh. And I was going to give it to you last year. Mm-hmm. Last year was a bit busy and I uh, kept forgetting to give it to you. So I thought I'd give it to you this year. And at some point you came over or we rode together somewhere and I had to hide it from you. And now I have to remember where I hit it last year. So it's certainly not one of those you're turning 40 birthday cards. And I don't think it's your turning 40 birthday card. <laughs> um, That's okay, though. That's okay. It's not like I, I need the your 40 now birthday card. It's kind of like the, the go-to thing that people right. do. like, oh, you're 40. Yeah, yeah. over the hill. Oh, it's it's going to suck if it's a, hey, happy 39th. Because we're like, yeah, well, the message is still the same. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the is there. Whatever. Oh, but I did get you something here. It's uh, soaking up my back sweat. Yeah, let me just, uh, got it. Well, you actually, you actually do have something in your shirt. He's pulling. Uh, I don't know what the heck he's pulling. Oh! Yeah. yeah, it smells like your back too. Well, isn't that nice? I didn't think my back had a stench. A little bit of the old. Uh, well, it's it's like the, it's like the essence of Steve. It's mm. the it's the bro musk. You know, Russ, I um, I was going to get you that, and I thought, no, I'm going to get him Sekiro. Sekiro, Steve. Sekiro. Sak-U-Ro. <laughs> uh, and then I came over last night, and you were like, hey, got some games. I'm like, great, here we go. <laughs> got this one, you want to play it? I'm like, yeah, sure, let's play it. And so then I thought, well, I don't think he has this one. 
Matter of fact, I know he doesn't have this one. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be added to the library. Well, thank you very much. It is the Halo Master Chief Collection for Xbox One. Yeah, you know, this is this is a very fine gift indeed, mm-hmm. good sir. Mm-hmm. I've been meaning to play back through all of these as the uh, the remaster that you have been describing to me sounds like it's it's really cool to be able to kind of go back and forth. And this is one of those titles that kind of got away from me. I was planning on getting it, and then I just didn't. So glad I was able to beat you the uh, <laughs> punch. Yeah. Um. So yeah, actually, I played a little bit of that this weekend, and it's still. You've has, beaten this already. Oh right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it still has all the same magic as it has before. The pistol in that game yes. is the best pistol for a first-person shooter that I, for one, have ever played. I really cannot think of another pistol that is better, right, than the one that's in Halo. Yeah, it, is, it certainly is. Just it is. It is your sidearm. It is the sidearm of sidearms. Yeah. It's your go-to for when your battle rifle, your assault rifle, or your needler is exhausted itself. Right. So I played uh, the silent, or actually, I, well, I was going to say the silent cartographer level, and then I played uh, some big team battle. Oh. There's still people who play it. I got my butt handed to me, but I managed to uh, score average to low average. <laughs> well, you're probably pretty rusty. Uh, yeah. I was like, how do I switch weapons? How do I jump? We were actually pretty good at that game back in our heyday of playing the big team battles and that sort of thing. I mean, we weren't like, like with some players you go against and it's just like, my goodness, it was like these mop the floor with us. Right. But, you know, we had our posse together every now and then and we would actually be a pretty formidable team. So, it's it, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to be able to revisit a lot of this. These games are just so... Top tier. Yeah, I was gonna say thought out top tier. Yeah. yeah, like like you just you play it and you're like, man, like I actually look forward to going back through and playing the uh, the older games just to get be just be for nothing else be reminded of how well thought out the the game design is mm-hmm. and oh, the gameplay mechanics are just so good. Indeed, I, I think they were planning on so that one does not include Reach because oh really I think they're they were planning on bringing it out DLC style. But um, that one's one, two, three, and quattro. Well, oh, that's still good, though. Yeah. That is surprising, though, that they would include Halo 4, but they don't include Halo Reach. Because that didn't... Yeah, Halo Reach right. came out before yeah. Halo 4. Right. That's yeah, interesting. kind of odd, yeah. And it doesn't include ODST. Oh, I, think I, I think ODST... You it, know what, though? Yeah. This is the Master Chief Collection. Yes. And even though you do play as a Master Chief in Halo Reach, I don't recall if you're actually playing as John Spartan. Yeah, you, yeah, you're not. So that may be kind of the whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah technical. Uh, it's yeah. a little technicality. So <laughs> windpipe decided to close up on itself. <laughs> hey, I still need to breathe. <laughs> so, Anyhow, we've, we've been we've, we've talked about this pipe. Yeah. When I inhale, you expand. When it's I exhale, essential. <laughs> things are gonna get really awkward really yeah. quickly. Ah, so happy birthday, Rose. Well, thank you. Yes, yeah, I was uh, just talking to my wife about it today, and man, it is it is so crazy. And, I, and you know, I, I realize I'm about to talk about the exact same reaction that 
tons and tons of men and women who are about to turn 40 have. And it's so funny because like I've been really good at, at just um, not getting into like freaking out about it or talking about it or whatever. And one of the the big reasons why is just because I was, I was telling myself, I don't want to be like one of those people who just go through the, the standard lines of dialogue as it applies to when you turn 40, but here I am. <laughs> but yeah, it is crazy to think about how I was 20 years old, 20 years ago. Like that was half my lifetime ago. Mm-hmm which is just, it just blows my mind. I mean, it was 20 years ago that I was still in college. I was getting um, my uh, computer video imaging degree on going through all that. But how nice it is. It is crazy. Like just when you think of how quickly time goes by, I mean, I remember, I remember being in my twenties and thinking of someone who was 30 as being old. And then all of a sudden I was 30 <laughs> nuts. <laughs> and, and then like, I'm thinking, well, at least I'm not 40. Cause I mean, 40 is like really old. Yeah, Cause 40 sucks. <laughs> and now here I am on the doorstep of being 40. And it's just crazy to like, look at like, at least in the, tw- in my twenties, my twenties went by, I think slower than my thirties. I think that the older I get, the faster everything goes. I mean, and it just makes perfect sense. Cause I remember like when I was like 10 or 12 and just looking at being 20, I was thinking that's like a lifetime away. And it felt like a lifetime away. By the time I finally hit 20, I'm like, geez, that took forever. Yeah. And then when I, by the time I hit 30, I was like, okay, well, you know, the twenties went by a little quicker than I would have liked, but it took me you know, a little while to get here and now I'm 30, but my thirties just like, like in a snap have just come and gone. It's crazy. And I was actually talking to my in-laws recently about just the, the whole like speeding up of age. And I, I asked a certain question that was like, okay, I realize that like the older I get, the faster the years are going by. Does it ever slow back down again though like or does it just constantly speed up and like there was kind of a disagreement because um my father-in-law said that uh it does slow down again no it slows down yeah (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you something son (laughs) why don't you sit on down there and have yourself coke uh but no it, it was um it was really fun to listen to his perspective on it because he was saying how, yeah, that, like it will continue to speed up for a while and then you'll reach a certain age where then suddenly it, it does feel like it's starting to, to slow down a bit. It won't slow completely back to how it was when you were a kid, but at least there is some sort of like, I don't know, life event or experience or something that happens that causes you to be that way. So we'll just see what happens, but... I just, I can't wrap my mind around the idea of, of just when people ask like how old you are, I'm going to be like, I'm 40. And let me tell you, Steve, (laughs) are you going to tell him that with a, with a weird kind of smirk on your face and a wide bug eyed look? (laughs) (laughs) Gosh, man. I think, I think this is the first time where I don't like telling people my age. I was totally fine with it up until this point. But like, for some reason I'm having a really tough time coming to grips with like, 
You know, like when you hit 21, you're like, oh yeah, you want to see my, uh, my license? You want to see my ID? I bet you do. Even if you don't, you do. Cause I want to show you I'm 21, you know, or like if you hit like 25, you're like, oh yes, you know, I'm feeling much more mature in my age as 25. I'm not like one of those young whippersnapper, immature people, like 21 year olds. I'm 25. And then you hit 29 and 29, you're just like, well, I'm one year away from being 30. I'm going to have to kiss my twenties goodbye. That's kind of unfortunate because you know, when you're in your 20s, you're young and sexy and everything's hard and, you know, you can eat anything you want to eat and you can, you can barely sleep and you're still doing great. Oh, okay, yeah, 30s, it's whatever, you know. And then you hit like 35 and at that point you're kind of like, wow. Everything's okay. soft. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of <laughs> harder to get out of bed and I don't really feel like going to the club as much as I wanted to in the past or whatever. It's just, and, and, and it's so funny because you're like, well, but, but still, 35 is a... A very coming of age age when you think of it, when you're just like, oh, yes, you know, I'm 35. I have some life experiences under my belt and I am a lot farther along in my career. I am married or perhaps I've been married a couple of times. I have no idea, depending on who you are. But then when you hit 39, you're just kind of like, okay, this is uh, this is no longer fun. This is no longer cool. And I think it'll probably change around a bit like, I'm sure like once I hit like 50, it's like, okay, I'm 50. Here I am, 50. Yay. <laughs> I got 30, mm, yeah, about 30 years left. Maybe 40 <laughs> if I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, you just you just never know. But I mean, that that unto itself is also a mind job where me being 40, suddenly I'm 10 years away from turning 50. It's no longer like, oh, yeah, I'm, that's like 30 years away until yeah. I'm 50. So, luckily for me, and maybe even for you, Steve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's inside of me, though, is still very much like a 10-year-old. <laughs> so, I'll be embarrassing tons of people I know and love for years. <laughs> well, that's nice, Russ. Thank you for that disheartening yet positive message. <laughs> you know, I try to paint a picture for you, Steve, because I know you're not too far behind me. You'll be here hmm. in my shoes before you know it. And then we could be 40 together. Won't that be nice? <laughs> I saw some 40-year-olds. Actually, I love how... Uh, did you see that thing with Louis C.K. a while back where he talked about turning 40? And how he's like, he's like, you know, when you turn 40, it's like, you know, you're obviously not in your 20s, but you're also not old enough for anybody to care. It's not like, like someone said, oh, I helped a 40 year old cross the street today. And I felt really good about it. It's like, no, just keep doing your job, you moron. <laughs> this is great. I think I must have missed that one, Russ. Uh, you should I, uh, YouTube it. It's a classic. Don't recall. Anyway, um, so I put down Anthem. You put it down. I put it down. Temporarily? Temporarily. For a while. You know, Big Baby Moose. Noose. Big Baby Moose okay. uh, contacted me today with the uh, interest slash desire of wanting to play Anthem with us tomorrow. So, you may be finding yourself picking it back up. Well, I'd say okay to pick it back up, Russ, but I figured, yeah, this week I'm going to put it down. Picked up some Master Chief, like uh, said I did. I also picked up some uh, Forza. Yeah, I thought I saw you playing. Yeah. Was it Forza 3? No, 
Forza brought, 4. I, I brought back Forza 3, Russ. Mm-hmm. I started playing Forza 4 again. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to pick myself up a copy of uh, Forza 3 because it's probably like 15 bucks by now. Well, yeah. And plus, you should have that in your catalog anyway. I That's should. a fine title, if That's I do say so myself. Best driving game I've probably ever, not ever. I don't want to know about that, but mm. it's the new staple. I've said it many times. Continue to say it. That staple has lots of horses. Anyway, so the house that I have in the game is the beach house, right? I said I bought that place. That's the one place I wanted. It's the one place that I got. It's the one place I'm going to stay. And you playing uh, the Beach Boys songs over and over again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you're at your house, you're at your location, you don't hear anything. You know, the music's not playing because you're kind of sort of not in your car. Mm-hmm. And you hear the waves roll in, you hear the wind, whatnot. It put me to sleep. I got home from work and I was like, yeah, play some forts. So why not? I haven't played it in months. You know, I throw it back in there and I heard the waves and I started checking my phone and I zonked out for like two hours just listening to the waves and the wind. I'm like, oh, what happened? I don't know. (laughs) I got to eat some dinner. It's 9.30 p.m. I must say that I have had similar um, instances, not for the, the sound of the waves, but... That game, the the sound design is actually really calming. Like if I pause the game, you know how the how the sound gets that like fifty percent muted kind of thing. I'll be on my couch and like I'll pause it, doing the same thing you're doing. Like I'll check my phone or doing something, and it's just there and it's, and it's pleasant to the ears in the background. I have fallen asleep. I've dozed off like several times, and I've woken up only to look at the TV. I'm thinking, oh yeah, like what. I didn't even realize I fell asleep. Well, then it happens where the Xbox goes to like not sleep mode, but like that temporary mode. Right. And it gives you kind of some notifications and then your brain thinks, hey, I'm not, I don't hear anything anymore. I want you. It wakes you up. And when it's, you know, not necessarily anything loud, it's just not constant like it used to be. Sure. So, uh, so yeah, I played, uh, been playing that. And I, you know what I, I watched again was um, I watched Black Panther. It's been a, about a year or so. Is that like your third time? Watching? Second time. Second time. Okay. Did I watch it twice? I forgot if I watched it twice. It definitely felt like the second time around, though. I, I, think, I think you saw it. I think this is your third time. Maybe it's my third time seeing it. First time this year, though. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. So anyway, watch that one again. That one. That one's okay. I mean, it's 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 okay. I I like the story that they built up, and I like. Uh, you know, T'Challa interacting with his father. I love all those oh, scenes. Oh, yeah. The family bloodline stuff, is, I think, is really yeah, good. Yeah, and his sister and his mother, and they really built that up, which is really cool. I just I just really do. You know what I like about it, too, is that all the tribes had that common respect for um, the, the power that they gave their king, mm-hmm. and then you took the power away, and they did some combat to see who would reign supreme and that person would get the, I think that was just an awesome concept but I just think that uh, the the villain in the movie they didn't give him enough screen time and then I think they wrapped it up a little bit too quick and I, I think they could have I don't know if it was it was probably just Disney with uh, the amount of money that they were given the movie mm-hmm. um, I don't know I just kind of wished it was a little bit longer I guess I really like that film. I think the only thing I remember if I had a, a criticism about it was just the the final battle scene, I think, was a little lackluster. Yeah. The, the, yeah, that is definitely true. And, I, and a little bit too much, like, CG. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, that's neither here nor there. Mm. Um, also, I got the fifth season of 
24. I'm watching them all, Russ. Well, as well you should. I need to take a break every once in a while after I finish a season, but... I'm not even sure how many seasons there are. I think there's nine. Yeah, that sounds right. I think there's nine. Um, but still still very good. Still good. We're on our fifth One of season. all-time favorite TV shows ever. It definitely deserves every award it has ever received. Yeah, possibly more. It's super good. It's amazing. Well, that's about uh, that's about it with me. I know I got some Netflix sitting on your windowsill that I got to. You take do, home. and um, you know what? I I I have Infinity War sitting at the house from Netflix. I know we're gonna watch it before in game. In game. So I'm keeping it at the house. Good. You better come over and watch it too. Come over and slap you. I will. I'll watch that, and then we also need to watch Gant Zero. Yes. Then maybe we waiting. can do that uh, tomorrow night. Then waiting. Yeah, it doesn't sound too dead promising, Russ. Well, I'm... Uh, exactly. Oh, so you know what? If tomorrow night doesn't work, then I know Sunday definitely will work. And I'll tell you why. Both uh, my wife and daughter are going to some sort of Disney on Ice show thing. And so I will be, be by myself. You'll be be? I will be be. Be 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 be. So actually, that might work out um, even better. Maybe we should plan on Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday. And if you're in jail, break out. Be there, <laughs> be there, be there, be there, be there. Uh, so anyway, what else are you up to, Russ? Oh well, I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> uh, earlier this week, I was in New Mexico doing a video production shoot. Um, and that was actually a lot of fun. I had never been to New Mexico, and uh, it was it was really neat to be able to to check out a different part of the country and check out more of like the the kind of the, the desert lifestyle. There were certain similarities that I found to uh, Nevada, um, not not entirely so, but just I found myself thinking about it since I, I lived there for two years, and um, it was a lot of fun. We, we were, we were in and out. We were having to wake up at 4 AM and, and working, uh, until the wee hours of the night and just really productive. The, the results that we got left us very excited. And so it was nice to be able to, to feature this employee who uh, has been with the company for like 42 years. Just amazing. I'm thinking, man, I don't even know like what the, that feels like to have that kind of job security. <laughs> So you take the four out of that equation and that's about kind of the longevity I have at each job I've been at. But um, no, it was really cool to be able to, to see just a, a different part and um, just drink in the visuals. Just check it out. It, it was was really neat. And uh, again, I was in this kind of constant learning process. Um, in New Mexico, there's actually um, a prominent Native American presence as well as a Hispanic presence. And so it was really neat because um, when you're seeing the, 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 the locals there just, just going about their business and stuff, um, you really see some neat like facial characteristics and attributes and stuff. Like I'm not used to seeing that. And I, <laughs> oh my goodness, a Native American. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tourist. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't just like it was just them. But I mean, obviously, they were like you know white folks and and just that sort of thing. But like, it was neat because I don't normally see people 
with that kind of, of genetic makeup, like, like normally I'm, I see lots of Asians and Caucasians, African-Americans, like, like that's kind of like the, the going staple or like Hispanics. But like in this instance, I saw like, it was like either totally native American or you'd have like a mix of like native American and Hispanic. And it was, I mean, it was, it, I found myself like I was trying not to stare like in awe. Cause I was like, man, that looks really cool. Like the jaw lines are all like super defined and like, I don't know, like the, all this stuff was, it was, it was really neat. But, um, <laughs> and there, and they were super friendly. That was the cool thing too, was just like, I mean, they could tell I was like a tourist I mean, even though I was, I was working, I wasn't like on vacation, but <laughs> the, the, I love New Mexico hat probably gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they were super friendly and helpful. Like I, I, if I asked for directions or whatever, I mean, it was, it was just a lot of fun. And, and so I ended up going into Albuquerque and I was checking out old town, which is really cool. It's like this, this area that has a lot of more of the uh, traditional cultural um, architecture and, and they have folks who were selling things that were much more of just kind of like your local um, like blankets and, and uh, hats and, and little like um, native American dolls. And just, it was really neat. Cause I just, I had brought um, our video camera gear. And so we were just capturing all this B roll footage. So when it's all put together, if you're interested, I'll show you the, the final sure, result. Gosh. But uh, one of the things I thought was very fascinating was that, they have this huge hot air balloon festival that happens in October and they literally have between 550 to 600 hot air balloons that all go up into the sky together. It's this huge event that like apparently attracts hundreds of thousands of people. Like they all bring their families and they're all checking they go for rides and they take tons of pictures and stuff. So I'm thinking, Steve, Oh, here we go. I'm thinking, a field trip might be in order in our near future. Field trip! Because, I I mean, the most I've seen take off, like when I lived in Nevada, for instance, they had something similar to that. But, I mean, that was probably 50 hot air balloons, which by itself still is like, oh, this, this is actually really neat to check out all these hot air balloons that are taking off and stuff. But to see hundreds of them, it's like, man, that has got to be a visual spectacle. So if you're interested, Steve... You know, I mean, New Mexico is just to the left of us. If you're looking at the map, I mean, it's, it's, it's like right yeah, next door. It's a 30 hour drive. No problem. <laughs> um, anyway, played more Anthem. I started to play Devil May Cry 5. I really feel like that is a game oh. that I think I want to watch you play because I just feel like I'm double timing when I'm playing the game. I've watched you play so many of the other DMC games. Yeah. I'm like, this is a game that I need to have Steve come over so I can just enjoy watching him play because I'm like, I'm playing it. And like, I mean, once again, it's Capcom and Capcom is just killing it this year with both Resident Evil 2 remake. And then, of course, with DMC 5, like the graphics are just really impressive. And of course it's like totally over the top. Was it the older titles were kind of over the top too, like, like in terms of silliness or was it more, uh, they, they definitely got silly. The first one wasn't really silly. I mean, it was more sassy than silly. Yeah. But then devil may cry two came out and he was like, Oh yeah, let's get it on rock and roll. And then <laughs> it just kind of kept it. <laughs> so it kind of carried it from, from devil may cry too. So I mean, definitely present. And the third one, 
And that's kind of started when I was waning off there. Well, maybe you can humor me. Maybe you can humor this poor old 40-year-old. Man. Come on over and show him a thing or two. Show him a good time. Man. Uh, Of course, we were playing some Sekiro that we will get into later on since that is our topic of the day. Um, I am happy to report to you, Steve, that Team Ninja and DOA Tech liked another photo collage of mine on Twitter, which I'm very excited about. I've been having a blasty blast just having fun with the camera that's in Dead or Alive 6. I've noticed. You're <laughs> blowing up my phone. <laughs> I get home and I check <laughs> on Twitter, see what's going on. It's like, oh, yeah, Russ just posted this. Russ just posted that. Russ just posted Russ, right, 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 right. Okay, well, apparently no one else is in my Twitter feed posting anything. Yeah, you need to follow some more people, Steve. I guess. But no, it, it was just a lot of fun to be able to continue doing that. And I'm going to continue doing so. I'm going to continue just uh, going through the roster of characters and uh, just having fun being a photographer in a video game, just being able to tap into my marketing artist skills. And it's just, it was really cool. And what was nice too is that there were several other people who really enjoyed uh, the, the the picks as well. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's kind of a fun way to be creative within the the gaming community so um also i received some new prints in the mail i'm very excited about i received a spider-man into the spider-verse print that you have not seen yet steve i need to show you after the program but it's really really cool it takes the same type of visual style that the movie had of course and uh i don't know hopefully you'll dig it i i think it's it's super cool I'm sure I'll dig it or I'll dug it. And it glows in the dark. <laughs> it's a nightlight picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing I got was um, I received some artist proofs from, oh, I think his name is John Keeley. I really hope I'm not butchering his name. I'm going to look it up right now. But anyway, um, he does a lot of really, really awesome, um, like it's almost like, like, like pinup Americana style illustrations. But he does it with like a lot of like currently he's going through like DC. So like he's doing Wonder Woman, he's doing Catwoman, mm. Poison Ivy, mm. Harley Quinn, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. But um, no, I was super happy because he had the set of Poison Ivy prints. And when they went up for sale, I was only able to snag one before they all got sold out. And I was like, oh, great. However, I am happy to report that he uh, actually had an artist proof selection get mailed to him and he starts selling them to get you, give you an idea. He only had 20 copies mm-hmm. of each of those poison Ivy artist proofs. And so I was able to snag the two that I was not able to get before. So okay, Ross, when are you going to start hanging some of these up that actually, um, Oh, it's, it's John Cavini. That's what it is. John Cavini Designs. I'm a huge fan of his, um, and uh, so much so that I mispronounced his last name. I thought you were going to say John Cusack for a minute. I'm like, no, can't be. Yeah, this is bizarre. But, um, yeah, uh, good question, Steve. That actually is the birthday present that I have asked slash requested, even though that probably means the same thing. Uh from my wife, actually, she, she was asked, she's like, what would you like to do for your birthday? I said, you know, honestly, what would be an, a great birthday present is to be able to get some of the prints that I have collected over the years matted and framed because we just, I mean, as you know, the walls in my house are naked. So, um, I am very much interested in 
going through, curating the collection, if you will, and uh, picking out certain key pieces. And I, I, I assured her, I'm like, look, I'm not looking to try and get everything because I actually, I, <laughs> I have a lot, like even uh, my wife who used to actually hang art in a, a gallery museum, she was even saying, she's like, you have enough prints to actually have your very like own gallery mm-hmm. <laughs> in a museum. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to sift through everything, get kind of a game plan strategy of just what I would like to see hung first and where. And so my loving wife has assigned certain rooms that are deemed okay to be able to hang such geekery. Hmm. Uh, but no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm hoping that perhaps uh, I'll be able to actually have some of the stuff hung maybe in a couple of weeks. There you go. So when it, when it's up, I will have to show you. Maybe I'll take some pictures and post it on uh, either social media or Patreon or something. Sounds good, Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me think here. Oh, did you see the Borderlands 3 announcement from today? No, I didn't. I figured you want to show me. Well, I don't have anything queued up. Oh, at- the moment. I do. You do? <laughs> yes. Really? Well, sorry, I was going to click on it, but uh, yeah, I brought it right up. Right, look it up. Oh, well, let's give it a watch. <laughs> what? What? So, uh, you gonna get in the game here or what? Oh, this is the teaser trailer, my friend. My brother from the same mother. Seeing quite the collage. Ah, and watch what happens as the camera pans away. What does it create? Oh! Mayhem is coming. So that was the teaser trailer that they released earlier this morning, and uh, they went on at uh, PAX East 2019, uh, had the whole, like, rollout. They they had a, another trailer where it showed actual gameplay footage and that sort of thing. But this trailer in particular, I was just going gaga over because I love the approach. I love how they took all these different characters and guns and j- just different types of props and stuff. And they had this this whole collage set up. It's almost it could have been like a sculpture, really. Right. But the idea being that like you're going through like the world that is Borderlands that everybody knows and loves, and then um, once you're able to see everything from like a close up macro level, then the camera starts to pull back, and then all of a sudden all the pieces just align, and it, it's the Psycho Bandit mask. I just I absolutely loved it. Um, I contacted uh, a buddy of mine over at Gearbox who uh, he's the director of marketing. And I, I was just talking, I'm like, dude, that was sick. And he was laughing and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm glad you liked it. Da, da, da. And Did you guys give each other like a uh, emoji homie handshake? 
Hey, um, dude. Yeah, cool. No, right. No. Snap, snap. He was actually, <laughs> he, he was pretty busy because they were, they were also having to take care of like Twitch and mm. doing the whole marketing of course, yeah. thing. Because yeah, they, sure. they were live at no. PAX East when nothing was going on there. But um, no, it, it was super cool. Um, absolutely love it. And um, it's just fun to look at just because um, I can't remember if I've mentioned this before um, on the program, but I uh, worked on Borderlands 2. I was um, in the marketing department. We know that, Russ. And it was so fun. Why don't you know it? I, I think, don't know I, I think you, you, you mentioned don't, don't try and discount my, my glory days, Steve. Don't, don't, don't you try and yeah, uh, yeah, tone it down, okay? It's your okay. 40th birthday, Russ. We'll give you a yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't hate. Appreciate. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, baby. Twinkle, twinkle. So, uh, no, it was, it was super cool because I was thinking to myself, how on earth are they going to present Borderlands 3? Like, what kind of style are they going to use? I am so impressed with this particular approach. I think it is brilliant, creatively speaking, just, just like how they did that. And it really just speaks to, once again, like it's just, just you're stepping back into the, the world, the ecosystem, the craziness of... Borderlands. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you had a chance to check out any of the other stuff that they were no, Russ. showing or talking about, but sounds like you were a little busy today. <laughs> I was. I made a point to call people over in the office and uh, gather around the old computer to watch some of the goodness taking place. Glad you have that freedom, Russ. Now, one of the things that was a little touch and go was um, they did have some technical difficulties at the show itself. Apparently, the crew from PAX were the ones who were providing the hardware, like just, you know, the laptop or whatever it was, excuse me, to be able to um, play videos and stuff like that. Apparently, they were using some sort of outdated lap. I mean, it must have been a laptop from like 1995, but like- It was probably it, my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it came time to actually showing like the, the, the trailers- they froze. Oh, like the as in like the gameplay announcement trailer for Borderlands Three, as well as they had another one for uh, Borderlands Two that was uh, more of like a, a, a remastered 4K edition. Both trailers were just choking, and you could see Randy up there. I mean, he was just getting pissed because it's like like this is his baby. Like this this is the franchise that is probably the most well known franchise from Gearbox Software. And uh, to have that happen, like they didn't bring any of their own gear. And so I think there's probably going to be some conversations about, you know, in the future, they'll bring their own stuff so that that kind of thing doesn't happen again. But um, luckily they were able to, they ended up like replaying the Borderlands 3, like reveal gameplay trailer. And they were able to make some changes. Like I think they turned off like the main big screen and left the side screen still on. And so then I think that helped to rechannel some of the horsepower or something. So then, The game was actually playing at like, it looked like it was either, I don't know, maybe 30 frames per second or 60 frames per second. I couldn't quite tell. But anyway, congrats to all the, the folks on there. Apparently they've been working on that for like the past like five years or so. I'm glad that you had that queued up on your phone though, Steve. I was uh, not planning on actually watching it with you. Now, have you, did you see the game? Yeah, I'm sure you saw the gameplay. I did. Okay. I did indeed. Do you want, do you want to watch it here? Uh, well, it is a bit long. Okay, never mind. I'll uh, watch it on my own. How about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you, you can you can easily find it. I'm sure it's available on okay, uh, well, YouTube. And that's that sort of thing. But what did you think of the teaser trailer overall in terms of the, the idea? I 
liked it. I, I think they should have give us a little bit more of a snippet at the end. I mean, yeah, there's a teaser. There's a teaser. Yeah, I know. They kind of like to goose us a little bit. Like, ooh. Yeah. You know, uh, ooh, yeah. Ooh, it's a what? But uh, I, I would have liked to see something a little bit more, like, you know, related to the game. Like, if someone turned their head at the last minute and looked at us, like, oh, I know that guy. That's Jack, you know, sort of thing. I don't know. Well, and actually, I'm glad that you said that, too, because they have dropped a ton of Easter eggs in that teaser trailer. So if you're a hardcore fan of Borderlands, you're going to want to actually look at quite a few things that they have going on in there because there are certain, I can't remember, like there's certain codes that are in there that you could use uh, for like Borderlands 2 to actually activate something. I can't remember what it was exactly, but... A lot of the um, the visuals that perhaps, because I mean, it is overwhelming looking at just the sheer number of items that are in there. And especially, I mean, it looks gorgeous. The camera's weaving in and out. So if you were to actually go and, and pause it quite a bit, apparently there are a lot of things in there that hearken to the fandom of Borderlands itself. So to round things out, Steve. I also was playing some Peggle 2 with my daughter, which is always lovely. I introduced her to Geometry Wars 2, which I have not played in a long time. Did you ever play Geometry Wars? Negative. You need to try that game out. That is a fun, classic, top-down shooter. I got a C in Geometry High School. But Steve, this is the kind of game I think is for you because it's the kind of game where if you get frustrated Geometry, you just blow up the Geometry. I am really shocked that you've never you've never played Geometry I, Wars. I have seen the game. I have not played the game. It really does, um, man. It reminds me so much of like the classic '80s style, you know, right. basic shooter, right? Oh, survival kind of thing. Phenomenal. That sounds phenomenal, Russ. Oh, it was, and it is. Now I also was playing more Rayman Legends with my daughter. Because she's also a Rayman fan. I have my, I, I, I gotta say, Steve, I'm very, very happy at the rate at which she is becoming more and more of a gamer. It uh, puts steam in my stride, Steve. There you go. It's good, Ron. Bust out your katanas and rub your booty bellies. It's time for the topic of the day. Topic of the day is Sakuro mm. Shadows Die Twice. Or thrice. Or many more times. Or 500 times. Exactly. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Gotta say, Steve, with Sekiro, um, this is a game that both of us have been looking forward to ever since we saw it at E3. There were two of these games that were demonstrated, one at the Xbox press conference and then one at Sony's. Yes, Russ, at Sony, yeah. Now, which one, I can't remember which press conference that Sekiro was, was shown. I think it was the Xbox and It one. was the Xbox one, Russ. Yeah, okay. 
anyway, uh, the game itself is developed by From Software, which of course is known for more of its extremely hard difficulty games, but um, it has certainly won over um, a considerable size of the of the gaming audience who just, they love how crazy hard their games are. And the games themselves are well designed. It's just, man, if you want a challenge, you go to From Software. If you enjoy dying and breaking your controller... You know exactly where to go. Exactly. Yeah. No. Um. So I ended up getting the game. It came out earlier last week, and um, was definitely looking forward to uh, sitting down and, and checking it out. I actually am glad that the game is as hard as it is, just because ninja, you know, shinobi style samurai warrior, you know, just that, that, that style of game has always been more difficult than a lot of other genres. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're playing Ninja Gaiden or I mean, like, like to your point, Tenshu back in the day, that was a classic, um, even revenge of Shinobi, just the Shinobi series on Sega. It certainly had um, a certain level of difficulty where it forced you to learn the different combat mechanics of the game. And they did so unapologetically where I would find... (laughs) You can't do it? Well, you suck. Yeah, exactly. Really? I'll get better then. It was like a lot of games, like they they tend to incorporate (laughs) similar types of, of button presses in order to negotiate your way through a certain obstacle, right? So oftentimes I would find that I would be kind of on autopilot in a way where like I'm, I just, I have muscle memory in my hands of like, Oh, I I need to get out of this tight situation. So I'm used to doing it this way. And what's really cool about these types of games is that they really do punish you for that type of approach. Like, no, you need to sit back and really pay attention to how we have set this game up. And then once you do that, suddenly you you're really rewarded by how deep and engaging the game really is. I'm not at that point yet with Sekiro though. I mean, I've only granted, I've only played it for one evening, but the game itself, um, man, I died so many times. (laughs) Yeah. Imagine, uh, sitting next to you watching you die and, um, not being very entertained, Russ. Well, and I'm telling you, like it's <laughs> it's weird because I'm a competent gamer. I've I have a ton of titles under my belt. I'm not I'm not like some gaming newbie of sorts. And so going through, it's like, man, this is whew, all right. Let me let me try and figure this out. Now, since that time, I have watched a couple of tutorial videos on YouTube from other folks who are farther along in the game than I am. And there are certain things that really, I, mean, I don't know, my, my next go of the game, I think I'm going to be a bit more successful. One of the things they talk about in the game is that stealth is really helpful. Instead of just taking people on, um, it, it's really good to be able to actually use the verticality of the level design to your advantage, be able to get the drop on folks and be able to, to kind of do those stealth kills. It really helps thin the herd, if you know what I'm saying. And, um, and then the, another thing was there, there's apparently some kind of jump move where like if you're taking on some kind of mini boss and they have some kind of uh, special attack that they do, you can jump in the air and attempt to land on their head and hit the jump <laughs> button again. And it'll kind of like, I guess it like kicks them in the head or something, <laughs> but essentially it sets them up for one of those like fatal blows. 
So I'm going to give that a, a, a try because I was getting used to the grappling hook last night. I couldn't even get the, the shurikens to work. Like I, you know, when you were still here, I found the, the ability to, to like update the Shinobi prosthetic and uh, put the shuriken thing in there. And it looked to me like you just press Y in order to launch shurikens, but I could never get them to come out. So, you know, Little things like that, like once I get the hang of things. Oh, that was another thing too. Remember like how I was attempting to uh, drink the health potion, but right. I couldn't get it to work. And so it looked like my my character was like scratching its butt over yeah, and over right. and over again. I'm like, what is the deal? Well, apparently you had to go into the pause menu and you have to actually assign these different types of items. That makes sense. Which I thought that it would just auto-populate because I didn't have anything you, you, as the game begins, you don't have any items. So naturally I would think, Oh, well it should just fill those slots in. That was not the case, Steve. Important uh, safety tip there, Russ. It is. Yeah. Indeed. (laughs) Also, were you here when I was trying out the ash? I don't believe I was. Okay. That is actually really effective. I was uh, testing that out and it's great. You just, you throw a cloud of ash into the the guy's general vicinity and suddenly they are no longer relentlessly attacking you. And so you're like, oh, well, allow me to say hello. Yeah, I imagine if you get ash in your eye, you might, you might not be as aggressive, Russ. Indeed. Um, But I really do... Love what I'm seeing so far. What was interesting was that the, the very first level, I found that the frame rate, like the frames per second, seemed a little more choppy. And then it was like once I got through that that initial intro where I lose I lose my arm and then I'm in this this next level, suddenly it was like the frames per second were doubled and everything was like silky smooth. Interesting. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. But I've heard other people talk about that where they say, you know, both on on PlayStation and Xbox that there are every once in a while some dips in frame rate. Not too often to really complain about it, but they they do take a little bit of a dip. Yeah. What do you think of the the visual approach? So the visual approach from what I saw, um, it, it definitely looks beautiful. It looks pretty. But it looks a little bit too plain. Like in the daytime, I'm like, oh, this is great. And then nighttime, I thought, oh, this is not great. You know? <laughs> I mean, it looked really, really plain. Uh, not not like, okay, it's a flat wall with some rock textures. <laughs> They're flat on there. But um, I mean, it, it didn't really do much for me yet at nighttime. In the daytime, you could, saw, you could see the, the leaves and the dirt and the colors in the sky and like the wind blowing. I mean, there's so much more to see during the daytime. They didn't really make night that that special. Um, but I'm surprised that there is not a whole lot of uh, enemies. I mean, there, there are like in little groups here and there, you know, it's kind of spotty. But once you found somebody, they could might they, more might sneak up on you. But um, you do kind of have to travel a little bit to find where you're going and who to who to fight. Yeah, I'm not sure if that is a result of just me being towards the beginning of the game of the game, and it's just trying to introduce me to oh, here are different types of of characters that obviously have different strategies as to like how they behave, how you're supposed to engage them in combat. So I, again, I was looking on YouTube. There is a ton of different types of characters that you come across in the game. I just think I'm just not that far. (laughs) 
So they're, they're just trying to show me the ropes. And uh, by showing me, uh, it's more like they're like whipping me and hanging me by those ropes. So, <laughs> but yeah, I, to your point, I, it's interesting because the, the, on the one hand, some of the graphics in the game are really beautiful. It's like, oh, wow, this is really pretty. But there is kind of a, a stiffness, mm-hmm. I want to say, to the visual approach that I'm not too keen on. And I don't know if that was just a limited thing in certain areas. And, um, you know, once I get farther into the game, maybe that goes away or something. I'm not exactly sure, but it was something I, I, I did take note of. I do really like the animations though. I think the, the movements of all the characters are just really fluid. And I, I have always loved games that take place in ancient feudal Japan. There's something about it that there's just like a, a, a majestic quality of sorts that that's in there. And I really do just, I think it's because the, these types of games are so few and far between that when the, when another one gets released, it's like, Oh good. We get to go back to this, this realm again. So I don't know. I I thought it was pretty cool. The music is beautiful. I don't know if you caught any of the music when I was playing. Well, gee whiz, Russ, you had it turned down so low not to wake anybody <laughs> up. I'm like, do I hear music or is that the wind blowing? I don't know. Uh, is that music or is that the guy whose throat just got slashed is just <laughs> curdling and gurgling? Yeah, it sounds like classical. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. Um, yeah, no. That's maybe, not classical. I don't know if you want to stink around after this recording or not, Steve, but I'm willing to turn up the volume for you if you want to listen to some of that. Mm, quite possibly, Russ. Mm-hmm. Then again, quite possibly not. Did you ever play any of the older titles from, from software? No. Okay. Typically, I don't like breaking my controllers. I'm cheap. I don't want to go out and buy more. Yeah, I understand. I definitely understand. Um, I think they're the ones uh, who came up with the Dark Souls oh, Yes, they are, Russ. Yeah. And I never played that. I was curious about it because I thought the graphics engine was was pretty pretty cool. Um, but hearing how crazy difficult the game was, I was like, eh. Everybody said it was hard. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how far I get in this game. It might be that like it is just too hard and I, I cannot deal with it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot because as as you said, Steve, I tend to excel at these types of games. I, yes. I, I can force my way through it. Now, what do you think of the sound effects? You, we talked about music a little bit. What do you think of the sound effects? I like the sound effects. I don't think that I again. I wasn't able to get very far in the game because I kept dying so much. Nice. So I, it's, it's not like I could hear everything, but like as I was unlocking more things, there were various sound effects in the game that were like, oh, that's really nice. Like I like the, you know, of course the, the clashing of katanas was very satisfying. Um, if you are delivering death blows, I mean, they're, they're pretty juicy in terms of, uh, you know, <laughs> you, it's like, man, that, that's, that sounds awful. Oh, sounds like it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's going to feel that in the morning or maybe not at all. I didn't think, and again, it could have just been a level of sound, but when you when you clang swords with somebody, it did sound like they used that same sound effect from the 16-bit era. It, it made kind of a sort of sound from the older Shinobi games, and I thought, ah, you have anything better than that? There's something about those those sounds, though, that I really love. There's a, to me, it's just timeless. It's like, yeah, this is a, this is a ninja-style game, so... It's definitely very, very nice. Also, um, I really like how um, the option 
to listen to all the dialogue can be in Japanese. Oh, that's I, cool, yeah. And I actually really like how they they made it so that is the default, and so it forces you to read the subtitles. To me, that brings another level of authenticity to the game. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. The whole well, thing is- it just sounds kind of weird. I watched a couple of videos of uh, the game in regular English, and it sounds fine, but it just looks weird to have ancient feudal Japan and hear somebody going, I will assassinate you. I will go to you and murder. You're like, wait, what? That guy from Great Britain or is he from Japan? I don't really yeah. know. Like what? <laughs> Something about this just isn't quite working yeah, for me. I can't put my finger on it, but, uh, and I've never been to Japan, but I think they have a different dialect. Yeah. And again, going back to the YouTube videos, there are many battles that I look forward to. Like, like there's like a scene where like there's like monkeys with swords or something. I mean, just just some That's kind of spooky. But what but the cool thing about it is it's not like South Park or something like that. Like <laughs> it's actually like like way that they have created like just the art assets of the monkeys themselves. I don't know. They look super cool. Like 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 I think what's nice about this game is that they have made kind of like this fantastical vision of ancient feudal Japan. So as a result, you have characters that quite honestly, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking about um, Castlevania uh, Lords of shadow where like you had certain, like, like these kind of fantasy oriented creatures that you'd have to battle and stuff. I'm not saying that this game is at that level in terms of like, every single enemy being that way. But there are certain enemies where like, you're like, Oh wow, this is more creative. This is pretty cool. And for some reason it really does fit. Like it's not like some sort of clashing of, of design or anything like that. It's like, okay, well there is certainly a lot to look forward to. And I hope I can, I can actually get there. I I was thinking about how, if I can't get any farther into the game, (laughs) first level. well, yeah, like I, well, technically I think it's the second level. But uh, my bad. I I really do hope that they have some kind of cheat code, like like give me like <laughs> invincibility or something. Like I'm not gonna abuse it. I'm not, I'm certainly gonna make a valiant effort to get through the game. But there's so much that I want to see that if I cannot get through the game, I mean I may have to use it just so I can actually enjoy seeing all <laughs> that the game has to offer in there. And I I will be 100 transparent if I do. I'll be like, you know what, Steve. I use the invincibility code. Man, I can remember our Sega Genesis and Sega CD days where I used to play shooters and think, I'm so tired of dying and not getting past the sixth level. And I got like 30 more levels to go. There's no way I'm going to be there. And so I'd use a code and I'd just be invincible and just blow through the game <laughs> and think, man, there's no way I would be able to beat this on on without the code. There was ne- what? There no was, way. There was a, a space shooter game. That well, I played um, a ton of them. Yeah, I know. There was one in particular where, like, we just could not get through it. I remember this. I was like, a, it was a, a Japanese developer that made the game, and it just got to the point where, like, dude, we we just we've we've got to use the code. Like, we cannot get through it. And then, like, we use it, and so we're getting farther and farther. And we're like, there is no yeah. way. <laughs> I remember us talking as we're playing. We're like, there is no way. Like the entire screen is covered in bullets and like lasers. Yeah. <laughs> crazy <laughs> chaos. Every, I'm like, I don't see how anybody could possibly even do this without the, the cheat code. Right. I don't, I wonder what that game was. I don't know. I remember that though. Like that there was that one game in particular where it was like, dude, it was like the developers was just 
they they handed like a big F you to all the gamers. <laughs> like, like there was no way anybody could get through all that. And then you'd think at the end, they'd give you some really accomplishing ending. And it's just like one picture of him. Yeah. You like, see like a bitmap of something. You're like, <laughs> and it's Hur. the credits. You're like, Oh man, I fought through all that. Man, nuts. Although that was, that was the, the glory days where like, you know, you weren't uh, rewarded with a lot of the, the swag and panache and everything else. Like it was just like game over. You would start over again. And then you felt accomplished. You're like, yeah, I beat that game. That was back when the games were hard. Yep. And they were complete and finished. Indeed. No patches, no downloads, no wait a minute. Let's fix that and let you go back to it. It was just, it was reliable. If, if, if it got a little funky, you just uh, blew uh, some air into the cartridge. And you also blew some air into where the cartridge uh, slot was located. And uh, by golly, that worked. That fixed all your worked problems. Worked like a charm. Yeah. It's not working. Let me see that. Tap the system a little bit. Okay, we're going. <laughs> it's like, it's the equivalent of like what a, a game system is to like one of those like old school cars, you know, where you take yeah. a wrench and like if for nothing else, you just you kind of clang on it for a bit and all of a sudden the car ignites and it, it <laughs> turns over and starts. You're like, oh, that's all you needed. <laughs> Can't really do that these days with uh, no newer cars. No, no, can't do that. Nor can you do that with computers, Russ. No, that would be very anti-productive mm. or counterproductive. Either way, it's bad. Very counter-strike, uh, right? Mm. Mm. Would you have any concluding thoughts about Sekiro? Um, when you get good at it, why don't you invite me back over so I can watch you and actually oh, be entertained? Man, burn. <laughs> See how it is. How about you try to? I want to see yeah, you try to right. watch. You're like a prodigy at it. You're like, why don't you see what they Yeah, is. what's your problem? Yeah, <laughs> with my old man. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you should. Um, I think I think you should try it one time. Just I, I want to see how you do. But uh, yeah, any, any other concluding thoughts about the game, Steve? No, Russ. I think actually, what happened was. Um, I was so bored that I fell asleep or got the nods at the time when it was telling you about you losing your arm. You, what, was it that time? Yeah, because you. I'm, I was looking through the, I knew the guy lost his arm, but in the beginning of the game, it didn't look like he had already lost his arm. And so I'm watching and I'm like, he's got his arm. So something's going to happen a little bit later on. And then later on, I was... And La La Land and man. Yeah, and for those of you who weren't aware, we were twitching live and all of a sudden like Steve's over there like totally quiet, not like not a peep. I'm like, what the heck is he doing? And so I like lean over that he's like on the floor on his back, totally asleep. I'm like, what the heck? Oh, you, you alive yet? No, no, wake me when you get good. Okay, I'll go back to sleep. Oh, man. I, for one, though, like I said, I'm, I'm going to keep the faith. I'm going to see what I can do to try and get farther to the game. The game itself, other than the difficulty, I mean, it is really cool. I really do like the grappling hook ability. I've been able to get much more organic with it and just being able to toss it up there, get out of uh, hostile situations, get the drop on people, that sort of thing. I've gotten much more used to the sword play. Is there any other finishing moves? Does this seem like there's one finishing move? See, I don't know. Like, I'm 
I'm literally just getting used to the button mapping of what is parry versus what is dodge versus jump versus slash. And I, like I've seen other types of finishing moves on YouTube. Once again, YouTube is like the place where I was getting kind of a better idea of the game. So I think it's just, it has more to do with the fact that I don't really know what I'm doing yet. Um, but We'll just have to we'll have to wait and see. But I, I, like I said, other than the difficulty, I think that it is a really cool game. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can um, become a much better Shinobi overall, and, and we'll just have to see how it goes. Okay, right. So that wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm and consider becoming a monthly contributor. You'll get exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it really helps us continue doing what we love to do. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time, as well as listening to Steve snore. We'll see you next week. Bye.